and welcome to Reverse Psychology, a Frasier podcast where we watch the show backwards. In our inaugural episode, we will be diving into the finale of the 90s and early aught sitcom Frasier. I'm your host, Curtis. With me is my friend who recently finished a rewatch of this whole series, Brad. How you doing, Brad? Uh, thank you. Thank you so much for that uh, lovely intro. I'm excited to be here and excited to join you in this journey. Also with us is our friend who has only seen this one episode of Frasier ever. It's Ryan. Hi, hi. Excited to be here. One episode deep. And our special guest today is a Frasier superfan. I'm just going to call you that. I don't know if that's accurate. But it's my brother, Ethan. Hey, uh, that's fair enough. I watch enough Frasier and think about Frasier enough to be in that category, sure. I think if you are thinking about Frasier when you're not watching it, you're definitely a super fan. <laughs> Wild, wildly overqualified. Should we be thinking about it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I didn't do any thinking about it. I'll tell you what, in preparation for this big, uh, exciting new venture that we're doing, uh, I have thought about Frasier more than I think I ever have in my entire life. <laughs> That's probably true. If you're not thinking about it after each episode, then you're not really a fan and you should probably stop watching. I was at work today and I was thinking to myself, should I be wearing a suit right now? Should I be, should I be pulling the Frasier? <laughs> the very wide tie. Yeah. <laughs> I totally get all of these references. <laughs> yes, you, you will. Believe me, you will. Well, I, I want to start us off with just a quick overview summary of the episode. Uh, but rather than reading a stuffy official synopsis, uh, I can't say that word apparently, synopsis, uh, I decided to write my own. But I wrote this before rewatching the episode, and I haven't watched the whole series in several years. So this is off the top of my memory and the episode title. So here goes. As Frasier bids adieu to network television... Daphne and Niles welcome their newborn to the world. Frazier takes this as his cue to flee the state. He successfully avoided almost all of his own son's upbringing, and he'll be damned if he'll be stuck babysitting Niles' brat in his pristine luxury condo. So. Is that it? That's, that, that was my recap. It went over great. <laughs> it does cover that Frazier is a bad father. The scale of like a, a Ross Geller. Yeah, what is it with 90s sitcom dads just being fully absentee? So I, I, right out the rip, I want to tell you, I have no idea who Daphne is. <laughs> I watched the whole episode. I, using context clues, I, I think I can get, I think it's, um, I don't know how to even describe her. Girl who's way too uh, aware of how pregnancy works. You mean the one who is ha- giving birth or? Yes, okay, yes, the okay. one who's giving birth. Weird way to put that. I was going to say, do we have time to get into this? Should we wait? Get into the episode? Like the, the pregnancy bit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, so my, my plan is uh, let's, let's, I was going to have us kind of go over our relationship with Frasier first. So let's, let's hold that for just a sec. I am curious. Uh, all of us are here to discuss Frasier. Uh, I want to kind of get a sense for everybody's relationship to the show. Brad, why don't we start with you? What, what is your relationship to this show? Yeah. So, you know, I, we're all around the same age, minus Ethan. Um, and we, you know, I grew up watching a lot of 90s sitcoms, a lot of early 2000 sitcoms. Uh, about a year ago, I started really focusing on 90s sitcoms and I watched every episode of uh, the show um, uh, the show Step by Step which was not worth it but I watched every episode of Step by Step and then I was like what's the next 90s show so so far you've explained you've explained nothing so far why why did you 
Why, why did you watch Step by Step? There are only more questions than there were before you started answering mine. <laughs> of course. So then, so then I decided, what's the next ninety sitcom I should watch? And of course, it was Frasier. And Frasier's a show. No, that's that's not. <laughs> I love that you're just plowing ahead. You're not. You're not addressing the elephant in the room at all. Um, okay, fine. The reason why I like why I watch Saved by Bell, you want to know the truth? I mean, step by step. Yes. Yeah, well, I, I think I can handle the truth because I really like the theme song. Does that help you? You can. I got news for everybody. Uh, YouTube's here. You can listen to theme songs without watching entire episodes. And, and so when you so when you watched Step by Step and you loved the theme song and you realized it was a shit show, you just decided to go the exact opposite route. You're like, all right, Frasier has no theme song. Well, no. The, basically, to Step by Step, even though the, only the first three seasons were good, I couldn't give up on it. But Frasier, it really, and we'll, I guess, talk about this about 200 episodes in. And no, no spoilers, by the way. You have to be real careful with us. It does get better as the show goes on. It's, and it's an amazing show. And I, you know, don't really have a social life. So it was what I did for the last couple of weeks, months. I gotta tell you, I, I, I love, um, I imagine Kelsey Grammer must feel real shitty that Step by Step was first like he is he is to you like step-by-step step sloppy seconds yeah, i mean if we're, if we're comparing kelsey grammar to suzanne summers i mean that's a tough call right there oh yeah that's a great point why is it a tough call it's suzanne summers no i well, of course of course suzanne summers over kelsey grammar <laughs> curtis what was the, the machine she she uh was big into in the 80s that the ad thing the late- wait, wait yeah, that's, no, that's, that's not the that's not the 80s product. <laughs> Ethan, do you remember what that was called? The Thigh Thigh Master. Thigh Master, yeah, yeah, that's right. All right, we really went off on a tangent on that one. <laughs> so well, yeah, you. I don't. Did you answer the question? No, that's, <laughs> he was he was he was ramping up to it. Obsessively watching <laughs> 90s sitcoms, and Frazier was next on the list. Yes, and and maybe on another episode, I will share with you the next ninety sitcom I'm watching, but not today. Ethan, why don't you tell us your relationship with the show? Sure. So you know, I was really getting into shows that finished in the aughts, and once I finished, according to Jim, <laughs> naturally, my next step <laughs> was to watch Frasier. Um, but no, uh, I uh, I'm sure uh, similarly to you, Curtis. Our uh, mother was a big fan of the show. Um, and oh, so it was, it was something that uh, was on, and it wasn't something that like I wouldn't say growing up that it was my favorite show of hers that she watched. Um, but I remember watching this episode, the finale, when it aired live, and um, and I think as I got older, I learned to appreciate it more when I would see episodes here and there. And then at some point, I was on Netflix, and I decided to watch the whole thing, and I loved it. And then uh, my uh fiance hannah when we we started dating we were sharing our favorite shows with each other and i shared frazier with her and she fell in love with it too so it's a it's a real uh comfort show in the household that's interesting because i would have when when we saw each other at christmas and she was so gung-ho to watch like the frazier christmas episodes uh with us i assumed she was the super fan i i thought you were i, I knew you liked it but i i thought she was kind of the lead it's interesting that you introduced her to it i mean she she's probably more attached to it than i am now but uh i was i did introduce her to it can we go back to the fact that this is not your favorite of your mom's shows what what's your favorite <laughs> of your mother's shows oh well i think at the time i thought at least the earlier seasons of friends I enjoyed it more, but I was also a child. Uh, okay. And as I've grown older, I've appreciated Friends less and Frasier more. 
I don't know if my mom watches TV. Like, that's a fascinating... Yeah, my mom liked it. She just stays in her room. I think it's interesting that you framed it as your mom's show. Like, like I'm a few years older than you. So, like, I, I definitely agree. Like, there was an era in my upbringing where I was watching shows that just my mom had on. Our mom. I, I'm saying it weird. But, um... <laughs> Someone's... She's mine. She's you're younger than me. She was mine first. <laughs> this is my mom. Also not first. At least by the tail end of Frasier, I felt like it was a show I liked watching. Like I didn't really think of it as her show. Which makes me think of things like Malcolm in the Middle or Arrested Development. Like I know you want we all watch those together. Like, did you think of those as shows you liked or like more shows that your mom put on? Again, I'm referring to our mom yeah. as your mom now. It's very weird. Those are fam- family shows in terms of like we watched it together. And because like we saw the premiere of Malcolm and Arrested Development when they yeah. came out on Fox. And so like that's a little different from like Frasier about, uh, about the time I was a baby. And so it was it was well, Frasier as a character was certainly well established by the time I give a crap about it. Well, that's that's true for all of us. But wait, Brad, did you, did you guys have family TV time? I don't. Did, I missed <laughs> oh, out on this. Apparently. Oh, I watched a lot of shows with, with my mom growing up. Oh yeah, but what? Oh, as a whole family unit, or just you and your mom watching weird soap operas? Because you do love soap operas. Yeah, at that at that point in my life, not really soap operas. Mostly, mostly. I'm sorry. You you grew into soap operas. <laughs> Unfortunately, yes. I mean, you know, you know the answer to this question. What what show did I watch with my mom? The Daddy. Like that's that's an easy one. Oh, I didn't know that. I, I would have explained why you talked about. Yeah, that. every. I should I should have known that. You said, you said the nanny. Yeah, every okay. every every Jewish boy and his mommy watched the nanny together. It's just a known fact. Yeah, but was your was your dad and brother also watching this? My brother, my dad would, my dad's the type of guy, he would watch the same show just in a different room. <laughs> yeah, that's a dad thing. Yeah. Ours would, would want to ha- watch Law and Order and only Law and Order for a long time. Or like JAG, which we were not as a family. Would we do a JAG podcast for our next show? That would be so <laughs> much. Be Absolutely. I've done the math, and if we do the w- once a week schedule we planned on... <laughs> Uh, unless we do a Jag show concurrently, it'll be like five to ten years before we can we can get to it. For the for the record, Ethan's story way better than my story. You win so far. <laughs> best story. Oh, you you mean your story of I've been channel ch- churning through all the '90s shows <laughs> for no reason. Did you answer it yet? I don't. I missed that. Yeah, you literally said I, it's not a good show. I don't <laughs> recommend it. I should have stopped, but I couldn't. Like what? Well, as I, you probably started step by step during COVID. I think that's fair. It was something. We, we all watched shit we didn't want to watch. Wait, wait. No, I'm assuming, because I remember when you first started telling us you were going to start watching step by step. It may have been during COVID in the sense that we will never be rid of COVID, but it was not like height of the binge watching pandemic. Look, I appreciate Ryan blindly defending me. I will appreciate that every every day of the week. But no, I think I started watching it in November of, of 2022. Well vaccinated. Immediate regrets. Don't worry. That's <laughs> the last time I make that mistake. Well, Ryan, I want to I want to talk to you because you okay. have famously uh, never seen this show. Not, I don't even That's think right. you've ever seen a single episode, maybe not even a single scene. So we've decided, um, partly because of that, to, we're, we're doing the show backwards. We're not doing the first episode right. and running through it. We're starting at the very end, part two of the two-parter ending finale. That you, you, Brad finishes rewatch, and you said, "I will watch that show." Why are we doing this? What what is what's happening? A couple of reasons here. Uh, for one, it's a show. That's I, that beyond a shadow of a doubt. You cannot tell me that it isn't a show. 
But more importantly... Wait, wait. You're saying Frasier's a show or this idea for a podcast is a show? Frasier's a show. Because okay. I know when... I don't think... Most people, when they heard that we're going to do this, were excited. So I don't know. I don't know what to do with that. But the important thing is that this show apparently ages well. So we thought, why not start at the end? We'll work backwards. We'll see what happens. We'll, we'll regress through Frazier and all of the lessons that he learns. Wait, wait, when you say when you say everybody Maybe. we told about this um, was excited about it, do you mean me and my brothers? I also told my wife. <laughs> okay. and she said it was a horrible idea. <laughs> But I, I think, so what I think will be interesting here is we're going to actually have three different ways to have watched this show and we'll figure out which one's the best way to do it, right? So the question is, was it better to have watched it in the 90s and to remember nostalgia? Was it better to binge watch it very, very recently right after watching Step by Step or watch it backwards, which most people wouldn't think to do? That's and this this podcast is aiming to answer which one's the best way? So to when we get to the final episode of this podcast, we will be able to definitively tell people whether they should binge it, whether they should watch it backwards, or whether they should go back to the 90s and start there. That's right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, so I think it's okay if at the end of this, the answer is should have been there for the 90s, man. You missed out. Yeah. And what I'm hoping is that after we do every episode, someone rewatches our podcast backwards. That's the goal. Well, I'm hoping I'm hoping that this podcast generates a lot of fun, weird, random inside jokes that are only true to this podcast. And so anybody mm-hmm. trying to listen to the podcast from episode one of Frager on, um, that they'll just be completely lost. <laughs> It'll be completely inaccessible to start at episode one of Frasier. <laughs> well, I am I am concerned that you know how if you play a CD backwards, you get like the devil telling you what to do. Mm. Like, most people don't watch shows backwards. I am worried what's going to come out of this. It's going to be Brad telling people what to do. That, that I'm not worried about. Don't watch Step by Step. <laughs> watch Family Matters. You know, most uh, shows, I feel like, have a, a, an arc where the characters get, um, like, better. Like, they grow and develop and be better. They're better people at the end of the show. Whereas you're going right. to, like, if that's tr- if that holds true for Frasier, it means that you're going to start with, like, these characters at their best and just regress as they turn into yeah. worse and worse people. That's right. We're going to follow them down the rabbit hole and, and find them at their worst at the end. And hopefully we'll somehow have grown from that. <laughs> I don't know how, but hopefully it happens. Well, I have one, one other reason why I think this podcast is a good idea. Because uh, I don't think I'm breaking any news here. Uh, they're bringing Frasier back. Like, Frasier is coming back to television with a new season and i don't know when those episodes are going to drop but i do know this trying to slog through the entire series before it happens may be difficult for most people it's it literally looked it up it's like five and a half days of content without any breaks so i figure we're starting at the end it doesn't matter how far into our podcast you get you will be ready for the new season of fraser because you've (laughs) already got to the end of the actual show oh that's true Great point. Yeah, so so why don't we dive in? We're we're here ultimately to talk about. Did you forget the show name? It's Frasier. <laughs> I was I was I I was looking at my notes and I was like I'm I'm not sure where I am. So let's dive into this. You're, you're on the Frasier podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's season eleven, episode twenty four. Good night, Seattle. Part two.
That's right. We talked about we talked about doing both parts and said, nope, we're committing to this fully. We're doing part two. So we're really starting off on a foot. Which I we'll get to this at the end of the episode, but that actually provided me my biggest laugh in the whole episode. But uh, we start off with a recap, which I actually thought was kind of a dick move. I skipped the recap just so that you know. Oh, I'm really I'm really pleased that you say that because I was like, usually it's like, oh, remind me of what happened. But in this case, it's like, let me give you some spoilers of what's to come. A hundred percent of what I saw before I realized it was a recap. He was on a plane. That's all I got. And okay. I skipped through it. So we're, we're good to go. All right. Basically, we open at a vet office because Eddie ate a wedding ring. And Daphne and Niles are discussing their fears about their impending child when she goes immediately into labor. Like, no warning at all. Just zero to baby in no time <laughs> flat. Wait, wait. So actually, I want to... You said Eddie ate the wedding ring, which is a spoiler. You got to be careful. But more importantly, I don't think uh, Eddie's on the show. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm sorry. So you know how they're in a vet's office like knew, and they've got I, a dog? I, I got the idea. I don't. Is there a dog even in the show? I, I don't know yeah. if it shows up. Well, sorry. Sorry. In this episode well i is the dog if the dog appears it's just in that like first two minutes well actually i want to bring that up because that they do establish i think in this episode that that they're there to get rings out of the dog and yes um, that that i was aware well i knew that we were getting a ring out of something and like literally if, if the dog ate the rings and then the the vet just goes into a back room with the dog and comes out with a shiny ring like how do you do that how do you get a ring out of a dog's stomach without murdering the dog we never see the dog again did he murder eddie is that what we're led to believe there's literally no dog the rest of the episode that's that i can confirm yeah, i didn't really think about that being the end of eddie <laughs> dang yeah they they, they they that's how it was like bye-bye brad get out of the freezer they were like, well, we're doing we're doing all these happy endings, all these warm, you know, glowing endings. We need something to cut through. We need some tragedy <laughs> in our ending. Let's get let's just off Eddie. So wait, I I have no idea if Eddie was in the episode or not, because I was so excited to see Jason Biggs. He's the first thing you see as you start the show. In my notes, I literally wrote American Pie Guy. That's how I know. I was him. so <laughs> excited. When I watched the episode, the first thing I thought of is Ryan's going to comment on Jason Biggs being in this episode. So, <laughs> well, it's 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 super fitting, actually. The first uh, Jason Biggs movie I saw was American Wedding, and I actually worked my way backwards through American Pie just by happenstance. Good Lord, <laughs> wait, so you didn't start with the American Pie presents the Naked Mile, or <laughs> <laughs> no? I I think I just I watched. I watched American Wedding in theaters, so it was the most fresh one at the time. Eugene Levy must be so happy his son came up with a show so that he could stop doing those movies. <laughs> <laughs> so next up, uh, the whole cast arrives at the vet's wait, office. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, go ahead. You're going way too fast. I'm so, sorry. Okay. I wrote we down. have to talk more about Jason Biggs? No, no, no. We can move on from Jason Biggs, although I was excited and he was great. No, that absolutely just not how pregnancy works. You're not just like, oh shit, my water broke. I guess I'm having this baby in the vet's office. There's no time for the ambulance. It's her first baby, by the way, spoiler alert. But she literally, she literally is like, oh, my water broke. We have no time. The baby's coming now. Like she's that attuned that she knows it's coming right this second. Right, yeah, absolute nonsense. And how are they at a vet's office that is 20 miles from a human hospital? Well, he lives in uh, urban Seattle, so you can assume it's pretty rural. Yeah, I mean, remember, this is this is 2004. Seattle wasn't really developed by then, so 
That's true. Well, yeah, yeah. it was the old west. Basically, there is so yeah. many problems with this with this pregnancy <laughs> to wedding combo. Like, wh- why are you scheduling uh, your wedding anywhere near your son's uh, first? The, I guess the birth of your first grandchild, probably. I don't know that, but probably. We, we are not allowed to comment on any of that. We are not allowed to comment. Right. But you can comment on the scheduling. Well, they actually, what they are do you it, doing? They do address it. Apparently, the date was picked because it's Eddie's birthday, which also means Eddie died on his birthday. <laughs> oh, that's who Eddie was. Oh, oh yes. I didn't know. I, I just assumed it was the old guy's friend. It is. <laughs> it's his best friend. It is, it is his friend. That's true. Spoiler alert again, but yeah. But uh, like, how is no one being like, you know what? That's like a, a little too close to my grandchild's wedding. Like, what are you guys doing? Why is everyone agreeing to this? Yeah. And then when when you know she's super pregnant, still going to the wedding. That's fu- that's crazy. There's so many crazy bits to that. Well, they needed it to all wrap up in one episode. So yeah, the the entire wedding business was literally like, hey. Uh, we don't want to have to shoot another scene. We got to wrap this thing up. Let's just uh, do a twofer and uh, spit that baby out. It'll be, we're not going to hire a real baby actor. That's unnecessary. We'll just use a, obviously a baby doll. And uh, we will just hitch these two with the least pomp and circumstance allowable. I, I can respect that. I, I do love, so another another exciting cameo, right? We get, uh, Brad, you're going to have to help me out here. I want to say it's uh, Don't Shoot Me, Lady. Oh, yeah. I was going to, oh, I was yeah. going to, I was in, if, if, if I had. Uh, Wendy Malick. In my in my little recap, I was going to read about the wedding bit. I was going to say Nina Van Horn, which is the yeah. character <laughs> name from oh. Don't Shoot Me. Oh, sorry, but. I'm jumping ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. Was that taken care of before step by step? Or are you still getting to that? <laughs> oh, yeah. When is the Just Shoot Me podcast? I'll watch that backwards. I, I just started Just Shoot Me. So I'll let you know. <laughs> oh, we got and, it out of him. And, and he did was someone save that. I know. Oops. Did someone say her name? It's Wendy Malick. I'm not sure yes. if anyone else yes. said it. Okay. I couldn't, I couldn't have told you that. But I was very excited to see her. Yeah. And she was very chill about like, you know what? Fuck all the guests. I don't care. We'll just do a second one later. I'm very chill about my wedding. I, I assume it's not her first wedding, but still, like, very go with the flow. Let's get married in this vet's office. I wonder if the writers felt like they had to give her that line, because if the dad was like, let's just get married now, it'd be like this woman that's not really a part of the family yet is having her wedding sort of ruined. Like, she has yeah. to be the one to say, let's do this. Definitely. I also, for those of you who don't know this, aka Ryan, who's watching the show, um, the same creators that made Frasier also made Just Shoot Me. So you will see some crossovers through. Oh. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yep. Fun fun facts with Brad. Can't wait to see David Spade then. Well, but <laughs> before we leave the vet's office, I do want to comment on what I thought was actually a pretty well done gag. The the monkey as baby. I thought that was funny. Yes. Definitely. That is, yeah, that is a good bit. And the... I will note because I did write it down that apparently the monkey's name was Jason, and I wonder if it was because oh. they had Jason Biggs oh. or if that was already in the script or what. That is fun. Well, it's a little-known Hollywood accounting rule that uh, if two actors have the same first name, they only have to pay one of them. So a monkey got his due. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I I do wonder because I didn't check it. I wonder if Jason Biggs got hired 
because of American Pie, or he got hired from American Pie because of this appearance. Like that could definitely have happened. Well, I, I know I, I I do remember seeing this show when it aired, and I remember recognizing Jason Jason Biggs as the American Pie guy then. So he definitely was. This is two thousand four, which American Pie would have been what two thousand ninety nine. No, ninety nine. Yeah, ninety nine. I don't know. I I didn't get involved till like four years later, so I have no idea. Well, yeah, the original American Pie came out in 99. I also would like to point out that it, it is 2004 when you're watching it. it. It does not give a real, like, 2000... It still gives a 90s vibe to it, at least yes, in my opinion. It's, yeah. it's head, yeah. Well, I don't, think it, I don't think in this vet office, but I think when we go in back general, to this apartment, yeah. it feels very 90s. Yes. But still in the vet's office. I thought that uh, Just Shoot Me Lady was marrying Frasier. I was very surprised to find out she was marrying Fraser's dad. That would make more sense given how they're like ages. Yeah, clearly Fraser closer. Well, first of all, just in general, Fraser looks closer to his dad's age than Niall's age. <laughs> and and uh, just shoot me, lady. She is uh, right there. I thought they might be the same age, same exact age for all I know. This is yeah. why this this, re- this rewatch backwards is going to be so amazing. Yeah, it's it really is. It's fun because this is a show that's episodic enough that it won't be like trying to do it with Lost. Like Lost would be impossible to do backwards, but I feel like so fun. But it's also um, got enough story arcs that it'll be like, wait, what is happening? Who are these people? Why is it was tough? It it was tough. I'm like, I'm supposed to be predicting the past episodes. Like I can't even predict what's happening in this episode. This is (laughs) this is tough. Yeah. We have a lot of these questions and stuff where we should write this down. And when the show gets big enough and we invite the creator of the show on our podcast, we'll ask him all these questions that we have. Yeah. Great. Back to uh, your comment that it's, it feels very nineties. The laugh track, the laugh track comes in heavy in this episode. It punches you right in the face. I forgot how laugh tracks work. This, this was a, not my favorite laugh track. That's interesting. I didn't really, I, I feel like if I were watching a new show with a laugh track, it would punch me in the face, but because I grew up with it and like, this is a, a nostalgia kick for me. It didn't really clock me. Agreed. I'm sure it's because I don't catch some of the jokes because they're callbacks and stuff, but man, it, it comes in hot for jokes that are okay at best. That's definitely the case. Yeah. That's the laugh track's job. Honestly, the full, the whole opening scene felt very goofy and and not very good. To yes. Me. Well, the fact that like they had Jason Biggs come in and it wasn't like they were making a big deal. Like, hey, we got Jason Biggs. Like Frazier is bigger than Jason Biggs at least at this point. I mean, obviously he's a superstar now. Yeah, yes. <laughs> International <laughs> superstar Jason. He was on a couple of seasons of Orange is the New Black. He's untouchable. True. Yeah. True. Um. The fact that he's playing such a, a goofy character for this one-off in the finale, I was quite an interesting choice. That they're like, oh, and, and he's he's not just a vet. <laughs> a vet on his first day. Yeah. And like I feel like his agent was like, he's offer only. He's he's yeah. great at slapstick. You will be blown away at how good he is at slapstick. He's ready. He's very funny. Just hire him. It'll be fine. And then they got him on the day and are like, oh, okay. You're really going broad with this yeah, shit. He was slapstickier <laughs> than he needed to be, for sure. All right. So the <laughs> next uh, the next scene, I think we're finally ready to leave the vet's office. Well, the vet's, the vet's a crux. You have to be that they It's they a lot get going married on And there's a baby in the same scene. That's a lot to cover <laughs> for no reason. It is a lot to cover. We, we spent more time on it than they did. Yes, good news. There's not a lot left of the episode. Uh, there's a lot of time left. It's true. a lot to cover. Uh, which, is which again, will be interesting to see the comparison. So next up, uh, Frazier's calling Lilith, his ex-wife, Bibi Neuwirth. 
Uh, she would have cost too much to cameo, apparently. Uh, he replaces his dad's ugly chair, and then he decides to take the TV job in San Francisco. So pretty quick scene. I'm going to come in. I'm going to start with this one. I don't know if this is a note for the last scene. I didn't break this down by scene, and I don't know what it means looking back. I wrote Idol King. Does that mean anything to anyone? So I, this was I, – I had uh, looked into this a bit, and Idol King being the, the title – um, it is a phrase that is in the opening line of Ulysses by Alfred Lord Tennyson, which is the poem that uh, Fraser reads at the end of the episode. It, Little mm-hmm. prophets that an idle king is how it opens. That part is not in the episode, but clearly they, they drew from that and, and used that for that, that final title card that they use. Ah. Yeah, that's interesting. You, I, I, you might not. Re- you'll find out soon enough whether the title card thing is like a weird choice they made for the final episode, or if that's just a thing the show does. Yeah, I have a, yeah, I have a couple of notes about that for sure. All right. Anyway, I also wrote poor, poor chair. Sad to see it go. I have no attachment to it. <laughs> I, I did work out that it was the dad's chair because we we cover that a little cool. bit, but yeah, it he, meant yeah. nothing to me. And then we replaced it with the ugly, the clearly the most uncomfortable chair of all time. Yeah, and I wondered, I wondered about late, we're jumping ahead a little bit, but I wondered that joke where the dad sits in the the fancy chair and is like, "Oh, I would have been fine with this." I wondered if you were like, "I, I guess this is a joke," or if you like, it was could contextually get what they were. They doing. laid it on heavy, like it was, it wasn't a subtle joke. Okay, <laughs> Razor's face said it all. Yeah. Uh, so, so next, uh, we're at the cafe. Frazier's colleagues discuss who will be the new station manager, and Ross learns it will be her. Meanwhile, BB is convincing Frazier to get some work done. I wrote down quietest coffee shop ever. Well, and they're in Seattle. What do you expect? It's, it is a lot of people that are staring a little too... Like, they're background actors that are watching Frazier talk to his buddy Roz. Uh, and I also, I, I did note that I thought that... I forget what you called her. Prego lady. I thought she was Roz, so that was a fun reveal. <laughs> what I love, by the way, I um, you, you mentioned about the background actors. I feel like this is something that even in cases where, because I actually watched this episode twice in preparation for this. Love it. I feel like I've all often heard stories about like, oh my gosh, watch the background actors, watch the, the actors who aren't in the main scene. Like just watch what's happening that you're not supposed to focus on and you'll see some fun shit. And even when I'm like, consciously thinking oh i should i should like look for the things in the background i'm incapable of doing it all i can ever focus on is the main stuff like i had a a a friend who uh not really a friend but a guy i knew in high school who um was in an episode of parks and rec as like a background actor and i've never seen him because I am incapable <laughs> of finding him because it requires not paying attention to the main characters. Also, talking. I'm with you normally, except that that was this. I, I legit found this coffee shop off putting because everyone is not doing anything watching the main actor's talk. I'm like, what? And, is and I think normally they, I feel like the background actors are not distracting, but I, di- I did notice on this watch that like, they see like people seem to be looking and smiling at them yes, as if like 100%. they're there yeah. excited to be background actors on the last episode. It's got to be like writers and producers and like people who made the show behind the scenes that were like the background actors for that day. They, they do that often in sitcoms in the series finale. Yeah. Well, I hated this. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, I just want to say for you, Ryan, coming up, I can only assume, based on the fact that she gets this big, exciting promotion, that certainly a big part of her story arc must be her professional development and growth over the, the last few years. Hey, are you, I'm sure that will be a big are part. Are you talking about the triple mouth kiss? Because that was aggressive as fuck. That was a weird choice. <laughs> and she even committed to the guy that probably liked her, I'm guessing, throughout the series and still kissed him. And that, I guess, made his day. I don't know. I, that was insane. I think you've probably guessed right about what yeah. that was about. But I will say, like, looking at that, that scene was was gross on so many levels. <laughs> I didn't I didn't like that at all. All right. Yeah. Well, um, we are now uh, the whole cast has arrived at Frazier's place for his big announcement that he's moving away. But they are all under the assumption that he's actually dying. Uh, they have a long moving goodbyes. And so what th- this is kind of the, the main segment, I'd say, of the episode. This is where most of the time is spent. So this this scene was so helpful because we start like for some reason, just going down the line, naming people except for Prego Lady. She never got named. But it was super useful for me to then go back and write whose each person's name was. <laughs> my, my criticism is the whole joke about Fraser dying, I thought went on about two minutes too long. It just kept lagging. Oh, I, my first note is how insane it is to leave a message like that on your answering machine back when that was still the tech that people were using. Correct. Absolutely. I also really clocked that this entire scene is based around an answering yeah. machine. Why is the doctor calling it like what the hell's going on? I'm, I know the, it's dedicated. I, say, I hope don't spoil if that means something, but like it made no sense. I was like, you get out of here. Wild, wild breach of HIPAA. I don't think this is inappropriate to say. It's not really a specific spoiler, but I, I do think um, it's fair to say one of the cornerstones of Frasier is the farcical style of comedy where a lot of the humor is supposed to come from characters misunderstanding Correct. each other and one person thinks this. And the other person thinks that. So this was like a classic bit to do. And yeah, it's interesting like to, to think about like how, how often is it like genuinely funny and how often is it like a little bit forced because it's not that realistic that would go down that way. Yes. All fair. I, I find it still very charming in its execution and it's, and it's very, you know, classic Frasier in, in its farce, as you mentioned. And, uh, I guess the the one thing that does kind of stick out, um, and I guess you'll find out years from now when we get to the episode, but there is another episode that basically does this bit with another character. Yep. Um, and uh, oh, but but uh, I I still enjoy it every time. I don't know. I I, I like I like the farce. I did right. It was the classic '90s death new job switcheroo. Classic trope. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I noticed something. So at the end of this scene, you know, uh, Frasier, you know, everybody's decided to leave for the night and Frasier is saying, oh, hey, I've got all these eclairs. Nobody's allowed to leave until you take these, you know, eclairs out of my, my apartment. And uh, I don't know if anybody has noticed this, but there's a scene like in the foreground while Frasier's running back to the kitchen. Niles is in the foreground. He's picking up his doll baby and he's <laughs> making a face that... Clearly telegraphs is like these fucking eclairs, these hideous, shitty ass eclairs that make me take these goddamn eclairs home. I I didn't even clock that eclairs were in the scene. I did that I'm surprised to learn that eclairs are involved. As someone who enjoys an eclair. <laughs> yeah, I've never seen a more of a disgusted face on Niles than than in this scene. All right. Well, I, I wrote a couple notes. Um Yeah. 
the I was I was again I kind of noticed the background, uh, but this was one of the characters. New Mama, way too well rested. I they don't tell us how long it's been, but it clearly hasn't <laughs> been that long. I think it was like the next yeah. day. And she's like, Oh, I'm up in Tripper. I just had a baby at the veterinarian's office, stopped by the hospital, they let me go. Let's have some eclairs. I was, I was upset. Uh, and then also wrote classic nineties tit humor coming from uh Pops. Yeah, that was another one that was like yeah. ah, I mean, I get why it's funny. Weird thing to say. Uh, weird thing to say to your little... two sons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was something. Yeah, uh, I was because I, I was watching it with Hannah, and she was like, "That's not Martin's last line, is it?" Oh my <laughs> because god, it's, so, <laughs> no, it's no. really not him, you know. And and I think there are some of the characters uh, in the last few seasons uh, that the the writing doesn't quite capture their voice as well as some of the I would say middle seasons where I prefer the show oh that's interesting. Um, it's still, like there's still good stuff but you know you'll get to better stuff to be honest. correct <laughs> i love i love that in that scene martin uh like they're, they're sitting out they're clearly having a nice little relaxed chill on the patio um and they're all got these little glasses of whatever and they're like sipping gently as they have this relaxed conversation he throws his back yeah. he drinks it in one gulp Makes a, a comment about his brother's wife's tits <laughs> and then just goes inside. I don't know the characters well enough. It's like, yeah, that, that part makes sense. Why not? Uh, all right. So um, they they transition from the, the goodbye poem that he says to his family to the goodbye poem he says to his radio show. Wait and a in minute, the background. Wait a minute, wait a Where's you, you're jumping to the, the radio? Keeping the reveal of the forest? Yeah. So wait, no, yeah, you, we didn't do the chair bit. Oh, well, I thought we, t- we talked about it out of order. Do you want to talk about it again? Well, so this, the dad sits on the chair. I don't, we, we must yeah. transition back into the house at some point. Uh, I thought that was the next scene. That was the next scene. Okay, yeah. my only note was that that chair looks wildly uncomfortable, which I did say, but it's important yeah. to reiterate. It looked horrible. Well, I'm glad you oh, got that. Oh, I, I, I forgot something that we skipped right by. In when uh, Frazier, the Idol King uh, scene where he's alone and he's, and, and they finally move the old chair out of the apartment, and he finally gets to set his apartment exactly right like he's been waiting to, sits on his coffee table yeah. to look oh. around at his apartment he's alone in. Like, you have oh. a couch, you have your fancy chair finally, and you sit on your coffee table. Obviously, it was for the blocking scene, but... that That is aggressive, though. I did not even notice that. Nice catch. That's awesome. You know what it probably is? That coffee table is probably as comfortable or more comfortable <laughs> than that chair. Yeah, no exactly. joke. Fuck that chair. Uh, okay, I'm glad we got it. I'm glad we so that got is it that is interesting though, uh, because it's a very like brooding scene that there's just no way that that's getting into like a modern show. He really takes time to just sit and think yeah. and you know mutter a couple of musings to himself. It's like we only got 22 minutes and you're ending the show with a guy brooding. Like what? This is well. I interesting will say. Choice. I will say. I will say I do like that the back half of this episode is really takes its time with the emotional yeah, goodbye. Slow, so I yeah. was fine with the, the the beginning is like a whirlwind of spit that baby out, get married, like just get a new job. Yeah. Uh, like it's so fast paced, so much happens so quickly, and it, and it's crazy. But like I I don't like that's just establishing here's where they're going to be when the show is over. This is just the things that are happening to them. That doesn't matter that much. The emotional core of the story is what matters. So I actually think it's it's nice that they did like get away with the awful slapstick early, just get all the shit exposition out. 
and then we can have a nice emotional like goodbye. I definitely agree. And the and the the brooding also has rain in the background, which of course is a Seattle trope, but is not employed as often as you would think on this show that is set in Seattle. I saw that and I was like, man, this is really setting it up. Like we're in Seattle, we're setting the scene. Like this is the mood of the show. And every episode after this is going to be bright and sunny and you're not yeah, going to have any indication of atmosphere in it Seattle. Heavy rain too. It wasn't just like drizzle. It was heavy rain, which is, yeah, pretty unusual to not, not have weather be part of the bit. Just like, oh, that's just in the background for no reason. He also does a weird thing where he opens the door to the rain, <laughs> which doesn't feel like a very Frasier thing to do. And then a, a knock at the door. He just leaves the door open to go get the chair. That was aggressive. Guy. What was his plan? What was he doing? Was he going to kill himself? Is that what we should think? <laughs> He's like, I'm in this apartment. I'm all alone. Everybody else, I got a great life. I'm fucking lonely and miserable. It's raining. I'm in fucking Seattle. I'm just going to do it. I'm doing, ah, the door. The doorbell. It was broody enough that like I wasn't, I wasn't a hundred percent sure. It was like that was definitely something that was circling in my mind. It was like, are, is this it? <laughs> Am I meeting this guy as he does? <laughs> That'd be nuts if nobody heard about like you. It was not spoiled for you if they killed Frazier at the end of the series. <laughs> well, that's true. It is a weird sixty to zero from like the 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 vet scene that so much happened so quickly, and then the very next scene is like. Frazier on a couch talking one way on the phone. You only have the conversation. <laughs> yeah, that's another bit you would you would not get in modern TV, right? Just just a one sided conversation that for no reason. I, I we could well now it would just be like you would just see it would be a text conversation and they would just overlay on top mm. of the screen yeah. like what the text conversation is. Yeah. <laughs> be terrible. <laughs> I don't know how you would work. You wouldn't do the voicemail. I guess they would just leave like the last text up. I don't know how it would work. You know what's funny? I feel like in old timey movies, they would do the thing where there'd be like somebody got a letter and they would have the character who wrote the letter like voice over what the what is said in the letter. I want that to be the style for TV show and movies. I want them to like you get a text and it's just in a very like old timey, sad southern voice. It's the <laughs> it's the woman who wrote the text telling you. LOL WTS. <laughs> I love that. Life goals. All right. I think we're ready for the radio station. Yes, definitely. Because I, once again, I'm sorry, you should recap it first. Yeah. So so uh, we transition from uh, the house to the radio station. He's reading his little poem. And in the background, you can see uh, the main cast and a bunch of, again, people we don't know, but are presumably people who were behind the scenes on the show. Spoiler alert. <laughs> uh, but what I thought was really interesting, most of the cast you can see, um, Wendy Malick, the, the woman from Just Shoot Me, she's, uh, again, I don't want to spoil anything, she's not exactly one of the main characters of the show. She's kind of a special guest star, I yeah. think. And She's prominently center stage in the background. Like she is center. Yeah, the spoilers. I I assumed I assumed everyone was a character from the show. No, I'm sorry. The the dad who is his dad is like squished in a corner. You can only kind of see half of him. He's not even next to his wife. His wife is standing apart from him. I assume that this is this is a pilot for just shoot me. The same way that Fraser came from Cheers. They're like, finally, we have a. a a female character to take into the office. <laughs> no, Just Shoot Me was already done by then. It was only on from 97 to 2003. Oh my God, really? Yeah. That's stunning. I thought that was an odd show for sure. Anyway, uh, this is another, again, aggressively 90s thing that they do here. Where there's, I, I don't know if it's 90s. It's 
they wouldn't do this scene now, right? Where you're just, just hearing Fraser talk. You're just panning for no reason to the background. Like now we would do the, the like scrubs thing where JD's talking and we're cutting to the rest of the cast and they're wrapping up their story from that episode. I love that your reference for modern television <laughs> is a decade old, decade old, two decades. I don't know when that started, but that's the first one I could think of where that's that's how we did that. He would give a speech and people would be doing things. And you see that in every show now. There's no way that you're just sitting in the radio station with Frazier. That was cr- that like that. It was nice. Like it was nice and refreshing. But if every show did that, you would hate it. Like This is crazy. Well, something else to consider about like old sitcoms. And I, 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 I think sitcoms today do have sets or whatever. But there was a way in which like they had four or five different locations for almost every yeah. scene of a TV show. And it was like you, you they, it was always set dressed more or less exactly the same. It wasn't like, a, wasn't like, like even though Frazier is supposedly this fancy guy, like I don't think, well, I, I don't give any spoilers, but I'll just say that like in most sitcoms, the sets look more or less the same in the first episode and the last episode. And like, there's something comforting, I think. It's why we like sitcoms from that era. Like, it's, it's like, comforting to just see the same place and the same sets. And it's, you know, that's... It, it's I nice. think what it is is the set becomes a character, almost. Like, it becomes a cornerstone yes. of the show. Yeah. Totally. Absolutely hated that we didn't end with that. I'm sure it's a reference. Don't spoil it. Hated that we cut to the, the plane scene at the end. That, and that was my biggest laugh. So um, stupid, and well, to to no to no joke, as far as I could tell, and no purpose. I absolutely hated that we didn't end that way. That was my favorite part because I, I don't think it's a surprise to you that there was some kind of a meaning to that scene. Like it had a purpose. Fucking better have been because it was it was not good TV. All of the purpose um, is lost because none of that context is present in this episode. Right. And so for I'm like I'm sitting there watching it and I just started laughing hysterically because I was like Ryan probably watched this and thought so he's got a layover like it was what is so happening du- oh I was so mad I was like you gave a good speech this is not something I get in current TV we stayed with it we gave it like a great sentimental moment this is nice even if I don't get like his 11 year journey it doesn't matter this is a good thing and then we jump to a very dumb useless plane scene that is pointless oh i hated it so much the thing is you just don't know the point because i it's i when i when i first saw the episode i was i was i guess a little let down because it was like at a time when like you know friends was also finishing at that time and like it felt like the finale has to be the biggest thing in the world it's such a more low-key other than the vet's office episode of fraser to finish on um and I've grown to love more and more and more the 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 choice that they made at the end of that episode. It doesn't make any sense because you don't know why, what he's doing. <laughs> I'm glad you're saying that because it's a horror. As far as I can tell, the worst decision you could possibly do. <laughs> well, even better. Like, we're going to do this in reverse. So I feel like even once he, once he understands what that was about, I feel like he's not invested in any of the characters related to it yet. So he won't really care. And by the time we get to the intro to that storyline, he's going to be like, well, I don't like these people because the whole thing starts one way. And so like, instead of building to this moment, it's literally like this moment doesn't make any sense. And we're just going to get further from it. Was this podcast a bad idea? (laughs) I think it's no, I think that's what makes the podcast the bro- I was trying to articulate the thesis for why this is the best podcast ever. Also, I was 
down again, and I think mm-hmm. you said it, Curtis, is this episode was originally aired with the part one in one episode. And, and so, yes. so we're not doing it that way, which makes it even more bizarre. I'm excited by that. But again, like if if this, like I, I thought to myself, because I knew it was aired in one episode, I thought, wait, what if on the streaming platform, like what if they only had it as a single episode? What if it's not part one and part two? That would yeah. suck. Because I think this is so much funnier doing it the way we're doing it. That was the first thing I checked. I double-checked it. I was like, this is amazing. I'm glad you're all thrilled. It was a horrible decision. You're not (laughs) going to convince me otherwise. Uh, I did note... What did I note? Apparently I noted nothing. (laughs) Well, we get to the end credits, and it's a bunch Uh, of famous people. I did write that down. I don't know if that's a Fraser trope. I, I was very excited to see Hillary Duff, who was not in the episode. I'm 100% sure of that. Oh, you were looking close enough. Oh, was should, she, was should she we in, explain what, what that means or just leave it? Leave it, leave it. If leave that it. means something, you can't explain it. It was absolutely bonkers. It was like, oh, here's like three people. I know two of them. This is so weird. They, I know that I know they didn't die because I watched Lizzie McGuire. Like, she makes it. Well, I look forward to you keeping your peepers out, looking out for Hillary Duff. I hope, I, I, I do hope she appears in every episode in just the in memoriam credits. I think that would be great. Maybe she has something to do with uh, the ending. I don't think so. That you didn't like. <laughs> 100% sure. <laughs> I, I know for a fact that that's not true. Just imagine a show, a primetime show that has an in memoriam segment for just like, these people died recently. We're just going <laughs> to throw that in. It turns out the Emmys stole the idea from Frazier. It would make sense, except, again, except that I know not only did Hillary Duff survive, she, her tw- she meets her twin in Italy. So, like, I know that happens too. <laughs> well, I, the only thing I clocked here was that Benjamin Bratt, remember when he was there? Yeah. I did notice Who? that. Benjamin I'm Bratt. Who did you say? Benjamin, Benjamin, Bratt? I, did, I recognized another person. I assumed that's who it was, but yes. I don't, I didn't, I didn't clock the person. Uh, no, who's Ben Bratt? He was in so many movies. I think it was the, was he on Law and Order? He was a Law and Order guy, yeah. Wasn't he, wasn't he the lead in Miss Congeniality? Wasn't he the guy? Yes. Yeah, okay. Yes, he was in Miss Congeniality. Yeah. Oh, okay. Back to, back he to, he was Mr. Congeniality. <laughs> oh, that's fun. Back to um, how this arc's going to go for Frasier and, and falling down the rabbit hole. I, I did clock. This is not, because I've seen all of Cheers, uh, which I probably should have oh, wow. said early. And this is not the Frasier crane from Cheers. He's clearly a very different man 11 seasons into his yeah. own show. Yeah, that's a, that's a fair assessment. All right, well, why don't we, why don't we do a quick um, discussion about basically, uh, you know, did you like this episode? So what it did, was this a good episode for you all? I'll go last. How about that? Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. I'll go first. And that works because I know uh, Ryan well enough to know that there is no risk as the outsider to the show, you're going to change your opinion based on what you hear us say because uh, you, you are not somebody that changes your opinion. I also texted you guys, so you know, you know my answer. Yeah, so so for me, I I liked the episode. I wouldn't say I loved it. Um, and kind of Kenny, to your point, there was a lot of shows. There's no in. one named Kenny on the show. Oops, I called him his brother's name. Yep. But there there was <laughs> Ethan. Sorry, there was a lot of shows in that generation that had terrible season finales. So I would say this was about an average one. And what I liked about it is there were some storylines that they closed, and other ones that I still don't know the answer to. Well, I think this is the the big question for you, though. How does it stack up to step by step? Step by step, that's the question that this podcast is really trying to answer. 
So, so unfortunately, <laughs> step by step did not have a real finale because it was canceled before they were able to have. So they didn't. They didn't Shocking. get to the final step. No, <laughs> they they walked right by it. I, I didn't watch step by step enough to know if that's a good joke. I think you're just making a step joke. I have never I seen am. any step by step. You're not missing out. That's yeah. Now I'm gonna watch all of it. <laughs> and after the first episode, when you realize it's shit, you'll just keep Ethan, going. Do you want to watch it backwards? <laughs> oh. Uh, um, to spin up a new podcast. I don't care what your brother just said. But let's do it. I step by. So yeah, even go, go ahead and tell us sure. what your thoughts on the episode were. Um, it's one that I, I am a big, big fan of, uh, TV finales. I love a good ending and I, uh, You're a big fan of finales is an interesting take that I wasn't ready for. Yeah. I mean, like you mentioned Malcolm in the middle. I think that, that finale is, is quite good. There's a lot of shows that get bad over the years, understandably. And I like when they still manage to kind of stick yeah. the landing a bit. Um, like there's, there's, you know, storylines like in the office that they're finishing up that are God awful, but I still enjoyed the finale itself and felt that the sentimentality of it was well done. Anyway, this is one that, like I said, when I first saw it, I was like, uh, and that's it. But uh, over the years, I've I've uh, grown to like it more and more. And there are like a, a couple jokes that we talked about that were a bit of duds. But um, for all, I, I love it as a, as a finale for Frasier, which is why I'm like, you know, I mean, there's a lot of reasons to maybe be apprehensive about continuing the story. It's difficult to pick it up after so long. But uh, but I, uh, I I truly enjoy this episode. And, I, and I'm not sure if the first half stacks up as well in my memory. I my, all of my memories of this episode are from the second half. I have I also have no idea what's coming for the next week. But I will say that I, in a way, I hate the beginning. I really think the the vet stuff with the exception of the monkey mm. gag. And that's only because uh, David Hyde Pierce sells that moment so well. Other than that, that first half of the episode is kind of shitty and terrible. And I love the back half so much because I did grow up with the show and I do know the characters and I do get the emotional resonance of what they're doing. But we're not here to review Frasier beginning to end. We're here to review Frasier backwards. And I'm sorry, but... Coming in at the very end and watching that episode without having any connection to the rest of it, uh, not a not a good app. I'm I'm looking forward to better apps. That's great. That's great yeah. to hear because I gave self-contained apps are going to be great for you when we get to some. I gave it a six point two out of ten. Ooh, better uh, than I would expect. Numbers. I I'm looking at it like uh, if you're going to school, that's a D. That is a, a terrible score. It's not. <laughs> it's okay. Not, We're like, ooh, 6.5. It did well. And he's like, no, it's no, not no. bad enough that I'm like, oh, this is like shockingly bad. This is hilarious. It's that we clearly some jokes land. It was definitely slapstickier than I expected. It like, I was, I, I knew it growing up as smart humor. I didn't catch, uh, I didn't clock a single moment of that. I was looking forward to doing this because I wanted to watch Frasier. And I am so much less looking forward to it after watching that first half. <laughs> Oh my god! Well, I was gonna, I was gonna ask, do you feel like um, this this last episode, which for you is the pilot, right. like do do you feel like forget the podcast? Like, would you keep going after this, or would you be like, this absolutely. is just not good enough to yeah, even watch? Absolutely, there's no reason I would continue after this episode. I thought I was I was stunned by how like low quality the jokes were. Honestly, 
I, and again, I know that I'm missing some things. I know that there was like weird broody stuff. I, I gave it some credit. They did some things for a finale, like having a birth, having a wedding. Like that is how you should end a show. It was stupid and slapsticky, but like, I, I get why you're doing that. And then the broody stuff, I, I didn't ding it for that. That's fine. You're like taking some time to appreciate the show. It just was, it was not the quality I was hoping for. I'll tell you that, especially after watching Cheers and loved every bit of it. I'll also say that the, you know, coming into this, I was thinking like, oh, it'll be great to like, whenever there's like a highbrow cultural reference or something to kind of like dig into that and talk about those, those types of smart humor jokes. And yeah, that's completely absent in, yeah, in this, none, uh, yeah. Yeah. About the characters yeah. and the, the silliness. There was no Hootsie Tootsie moment. With that in mind, we, we, one of the things we've wanted to do, um, Tweety Tweety tidbit. Um, and this is, again, it's a show that's famous for its, like, you know, obscure, fancy, smart person, pretentious references. And so we want to highlight one. Um, in this episode, we didn't have a lot to work with, but we did have that Lord Alfred Tennyson poem. Gen- uh, I genuinely thought you were going to mention the awkward chair. No. No. So in this case, it's, it's, um, it's uh, from a poem called Ulysses. And uh, the famous line that we get in the episode is to strive, to seek, to find, but not to yield. And these epic words can only be contextualized thusly. In the movie Skyfall, a James Bond story, with Bond, played by Daniel Craig, M, or Mum, played by Judy Harris quotes these lines as an indication of England's stalwart determination to persevere and never give up, no matter what. That, I quoted from Quora, Quora, Quora? I think it's called Quora. That, that website where you Brad, ask questions. Brad, 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 how do you think that's pronounced? Uh, Quora, Quora. Oh. Well, this self-employed building designer has 5.4 thousand answers on Quora, so you know... He knew what he was talking about. I love he called it Judy. I was Harris. gonna say I have some. Uh, I I love James Bond movies. I fell asleep for Skyfall, which might have been like where I was at in college watching it, but I did fall asleep for that one. So bad sign. Also, it's definitely Dame Judy Dench, right? Yeah, one hundred percent. That building designer's got to go back to school. And by the way, mentioning Judy Dench doesn't matter for this answer at all. But he got it wrong anyway. Bad omen for the show, though. The next episode of our podcast, we're going to be talking about Season 11, Episode 23, Goodbye, Seattle, Part 1. And Ryan, you haven't seen it, so I'd like you to give us a summary of what you think it'll be about. Yes, of course. Um, I, I assume that we are hastily putting together a wedding last minute. That seems to be pretty clear. I think we must have been pregnant for most of the season. I hope I hope she didn't get pregnant in this previous episode. <laughs> I now very much hope you're wrong. Yes, <laughs> I believe we're setting up uh, Fraser's getting a new job offer. I'm guessing we're going to a coffee shop where everyone stares at Fraser, and they probably <laughs> talk about, I don't know, go or some shit. I don't know what they're going to do in the coffee shop outside of someone getting promoted. And I think we, I probably need one more bit. Niles is probably going to be very nervous about being best man, and it won't, I don't know if he's best man, but I, he's going to, it's going to pay off none because we won't really do a wedding. And Just Shoot Me Lady will be very casual the entire time because we have to debut her new show on TBS. Honestly, I, I, I genuinely don't really remember, but that sounds like it might be right. It sounds very plausible. I think this is probably, thank you. This is probably the easiest one. Though. I started off with the part two. I get to yeah. The part one. 
That's true. Uh, for future, you're basically just going to have the episode title to kill. Yeah, I'm just going to have to reference some smart stuff that I don't know about because I definitely didn't know that came from Ulysses. Um, so I might have to study up on my Quora. Well, I think that does it for us today. I want to thank everybody who joined us. Uh, Ethan, Brad, Ryan, I guess I will leave us with this. Good morning, Denver. I hate you. 